Yoga Podcast team is taking a little break while we gear up to bring you an epic season two of the show. But we didn't want to leave you hanging. So in the meantime, I've gathered up some of my favorite IGTV episodes all about the business of yoga and turned them into some little mini episodes for you here on the podcast. Now, these episodes will usually be anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes where I give my two cents on a particular topic that has to do with the business of teaching yoga. I'm sharing from my just over a decade of experience as a yoga teacher, plus um, everything I've learned running a studio, creating and running teacher trainings, um, and now to running an online business. So if you are a yoga teacher and this is something that you do um, as your sole source of income or even as your your air quote side hustle, um, I really hope that you will find these little mini episodes helpful and useful. And if you'd like to stay connected and like kind of take, you know, that next step in our relationship, um, you can head over to my website, corajaru.com slash podcast love. And if you pop your name and your email in there, um, I'll send you a little audio compilation of what a few of my favorite guests from season one had to say when I asked them this question. If you could give one piece of advice to every new yoga teacher out there, what would it be? I think some of their answers might actually surprise you, to be honest. Um, so if you want to have a listen to what some of my favorite guests have had to say about that, we have Richard Miller on that little compilation, Cecily Milne, um, Dr. Shante Cofield, a lot of really great, um, well-established and experienced teachers sharing, you know, their advice and wisdom for all of us. Uh, so if you do want to grab that little audio download, feel free to head over to my website, corajaru.com slash podcast love, and you will get, um, updates from me and that sort of thing as well. When you pop your details in there. All right, so our regular scheduled programming will resume on February 2nd, 2021. But until then, we'll keep these little mini episodes coming. And between now and then, I will even share a couple of full-length episodes where I have been interviewed on other podcasts. Um, I love having an interview show. I get to talk to people who are way cooler than I am and, and sort of drill them with all of my questions about yoga and business and life. Um, but it's also super fun when uh, the tables have been turned. So I think we'll release maybe four or five, um, interviews that I've done over the year. So if you want to get to know a little bit about me and my story more than you already do, um, then keep your eyes peeled for those as well. Okay, so um, I hope you enjoy these little mini episodes and stay tuned for season two beginning in early Feb. And if you want to stay connected, remember it's corajaru.com slash podcast love. See you soon. Hey, so I've gotten a couple of questions from 
new yoga teachers or or teachers who are currently doing their teacher training or have just graduated their teacher training or have completed like the online component of their teacher training um, during COVID. And, and the questions revolve around like, how do I start getting work as a new yoga teacher in this like pandemic, post-pandemic climate? Um, so in this video, I am going to share my thoughts and ideas about working in the yoga industry as a new teacher in the new, the new world, the post-pandemic world that we're all in. And it's been interesting because I've been having lots of conversations with studio owners as well about this topic, about teachers and 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 what they want, um, which is interesting. I'll get into that in a second. I'm getting ahead of myself. So the first thing I would say that as a new yoga teacher right now, thinking about getting work, don't freak out because there will always be a place for you if what you're offering is genuine and from the heart and with the desire to serve people um, in a way that that is is authentic to you and the practice the exact way that that plays out may be changing yes or has changed and probably will continue to change but don't freak out it's not like um, yoga just is not relevant anymore I think it's it's more relevant now than ever but the way you think about getting work might need to change. So past podcast guest, Nicole Cardoza, mentioned in an IGTV of her own, I think like, you know, a couple of months ago now, that her insight is that the value proposition of yoga studios, the ones that are successful, will shift away from solely focusing on the student of yoga, the students in class, to also shifting towards valuing the teacher. And this is what I've seen play out when studio owners have chatted to me. It's like, how do I be an attractive place for teachers to work at? How do I make sure that the teachers are taken care of? Um, what do teachers want? Um, all of these sorts of questions, because essentially what has happened is during the pandemic, I broke the handle off my mug, but it's still like a little, it's a nice little tea bowl. Um, what has happened during the pandemic is that yoga teachers have realized that they can teach classes online and access students and make a living without necessarily teaching for a studio. To say it bluntly, they've realized that they don't need studios in the way that they used to. So in order for um, studios to have great teachers, they need to understand ways that they can be attractive to really awesome teachers. What, like, So why would you work for that studio? So as a new teacher, knowing that this is what's going on right now, I would really encourage you to shift away from thinking that the way to get experience as a teacher, as a new teacher, is through having someone say yes to you at a studio. So that puts your future success in someone else's hands. Someone has to say, yes, here's a class, here's a cover, um, you know, and it really sort of takes away your empowerment and autonomy to get experience teaching. 
So what I, I think is do one of two things. As a new teacher, <laughs> I was going to say, like, have the balls to A, start and run online classes yourself. B, when it feels appropriate or is appropriate in your area, start and run a yoga class or multiple yoga classes at a community hall, at a church, at a, a space that you rent out by yourself and you build that class for yourself. So you give yourself an opportunity to get experience and you start to build relationships with students independent of anyone else. I know that that's challenging because it means that along with learning how to teach, you also have to learn how to have a database, take payments, market yourself, all of that sort of stuff. But those are really important skills to have as a yoga teacher anyway, because as a teacher, most likely you are self-employed, which means you have your own business. So, I mean, it's the reality of the situation. It doesn't mean that teaching at studios is not valuable. Not at all. I think if you can get a class at a studio, you can learn a lot, right? Um, you might even have access to senior teachers that can mentor you through a studio. So there are a lot of reasons that teaching at a studio is still valuable. But I would shift, if this is the mindset that you've had, I would shift um, from thinking that teaching in a studio is the way that you will get experience as a new teacher or a gym or whatever, teaching for someone else, let's just say that, teaching for someone else is the way that you get experience as a yoga teacher. I, to It is one way you can get experience as a yoga teacher. The other way is through creating and teaching your own online classes or your own in-person classes through renting a space. Now on episode six of the podcast, I'm just going to, I've got like some notes in here. I'm just going to double check that that is the actual episode. So I'm not um, lying to you. Yeah. So episode six of the podcast, I was doing an ask me anything feature in the podcast for a while. I do actually cover some of my thoughts around having a space um, and hiring it out and running your own classes. So if you're interested in this, check out episode six of the podcast, because there's a little segment in there where I address this topic specifically. So if you're a brand new teacher and you've like, what the fuck have I just done doing this yoga teacher training? Don't worry. Um, yoga is such a valuable practice. And if you are coming from the heart and honoring the teachings in the way that um, you know how to do, there will always be a place for that. Don't, don't rely on studios to give you opportunities. Make the opportunities for yourself. If you can also teach at a studio once a week, for the networking, for the mentoring, for, you know, the experience of doing that, great. But I don't think it's realistic to count on that right now, especially as we've seen um, some studios have been incredibly supportive throughout the pandemic. Others have not. Um, I just think it, it can be a little bit of a gamble putting your livelihood in someone else's hands. So um, that's my advice if you're starting out as a new teacher um, to just have the gall or the confidence that you can create opportunities for yourself. Um, if you have questions, let me know in the comments um, or, you know, send me an email or a DM and say, hey, can you cover this or cover that specific topic if you're interested um, or have more questions and I'll see what I can do. Peace out.